You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners where you learn the business side of running a group practice. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Werbach. Um, This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes, per usual. If you're looking to switch or you haven't, you're still using paper for EHR or you're not using an EHR, I should say, try out Therapy Notes. We have two free months with them if you go to therapynotes.com forward slash R forward slash the group practice exchange. Or you can just write the group practice exchange on um, the section where it has like the promo code. Okay, so today I have Christine Carvel on with me. Hey, Christine, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Um, we're going to be talking about out-of-network benefits. So I'm, I'm excited about this one because it's a nice, clear topic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at with your group practice and why um, out-of-network benefits is a thing that you're wanting to talk about today? I'm scaling my practice from a single uh, practitioner myself to about 15 to 20 clinicians, and they are being asked continually about how to use their out-of-network benefits best. So I was hoping to use my virtual assistant to screen uh, new clients coming in um, to help them look up the out-of-network benefits and advise them before becoming clients. Perfect. So this is something that we do, and I one of the things that I love about as a group practice um, offering to check benefits out of network benefits on behalf of clients is that um, it one can make it easier for clients to buy into paying out of pocket um, because they're getting a sense of what they should expect and they're getting a little bit of support. So I like that you're that you're thinking about doing this for your groups. I find that it just it hands down made it easier for clients who do who are not in network with their insurance feel comfortable paying out of pocket. Um, because we're kind of holding their hand through the process in that in the beginning and letting them know what they should expect versus, um, you know, saying, well, we take your full payment and then, um, you got to kind of figure it out on your own, how to kind of submit that. Um, I want to ac- actually ask a clarifying question. Cause you, a- you said you're wanting to talk about checking out of network benefits. Are you guys planning on submitting claims on their behalf for them? Sure. I, okay. I don't know enough about this, the process yet. Okay. Then I will talk about both. Okay. So w- the way we do it, it's pretty simple. And we have a, because we're a large practice, we're pretty streamlined. And I'll say it does not take so long. I know one of the biggest fears that private pay practices have um, when it comes to checking benefits or submitting out-of-network claims is that it's going to be a hassle. It's going to take a lot of time. They're going to have to hire extra administrative staff. And, um, you know, obviously those are all valid concerns. Um, but you can really set up a process that doesn't take a long time. The The thing that we use most is uh, a website called Availity. Have you heard of it? No. It's A-V-A-I-L-I-T-Y, Availity.com. I think every group practice that and solo practice that takes insurance uses it to check benefits. But what's nice is you can also check out-of-network benefits on there. You sign up, it's free, um, and it essentially has you know, all these insurance company plans on there. And what you'll need is, um, what your admin will need is to get the potential client's um, name, date of birth, and their insurance ID number and group number. And that's it. 
Um, once you have those things, you can log on to Availity. So our, our admin who's answering the phones will be on Availity um, and just have it on like a site on a separate um, tab on their browser. And when a client has, you know, out-of-network benefits, what they'll do is then as they're scheduling that appointment, they'll say, give me a second, I'll check your out-of-network benefits for you. Um, and it's, it literally takes about a minute and a half. So you type, you type in their name, you type in their date of birth, um, and then you'll click on what insurance type it is, whether it's Blue Cross or Aetna or Cigna. Um, and then the ID number and group number, and, and that's it. Uh, you press enter and it'll pop up. Um, a bunch of information. What's nice about Availity is you can set the like the template um, for checking benefits to be at mental health. So it always for us checks the nine zero eight three seven because that's typically the um, CPT code that we're using, um, and then it'll, that'll kind of notify um, Availity that it's a mental health benefit that you're checking. And so then all the the results come up. And they're, it's not going to talk about anything medical or all the other junk that you don't need. It'll just kind of give you those mental health benefits. And it's nice because it is organized pretty cleanly. It doesn't, it's not complicated to look at. Um, it might take, you, you know, your admin one or two times seeing it to know where to scan your eyes to. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially it'll say what the um, in-network, it will, it'll say what the out-of-network benefits are for you because what it'll do is um, when you set up Availity, you tie it to your tax ID number. Um, and it'll know that you're out of network or not in network with a practice. So the insurances that we are in network with when we go on availability automatically shows us the in network benefits, but those that we're not in network with, it'll show us our out of network benefits. And so essentially what we're doing is, is looking to see if they have a deductible and it'll say on there, um, how much of that deductible they've already reached the out of network deductible and then what their copay or what their coinsurance, usually it's like a, you know, the insurance will cover 50% or 40% or 80% um, of their out-of-network benefits. And that's where we do a little bit of the math for them. So we know, um, you know, our out-of-pocket rate might be, and this is going to be the second time now that I'm doing this in, in two podcast episodes. I was joking about it on the last episode. I constantly put myself in like a math predicament and I'm just, I'm about to do this right now. <laughs> and I'm horrible at math. Um, but let's say you're, it's a hundred dollars for a session. I'm making it easy for me math wise. Um, and you're going to be charging the client a hundred dollars, but you're going, you're, um, going to help them by letting them know what they can expect to get back from the insurance company. And let's say they have a $200 out of network deductible, which is not realistic. Um, you can essentially say if they have a $0, like $0 has been met that it'll take about two sessions for them to reach their out of network. Um, deductible uh, if they're not using their out-of-network benefits at all elsewhere. And that's the caveat is if they're using their benefits elsewhere, they might reach their out-of-network deductible quicker. And we let them know that, um, you know, we, we're not sure if they're using their out-of-network benefits somewhere else for chiropractic work or for, you know, whatever else. So um, letting them know that if they have a really large deductible and that it's, if it's partially being met, that, you know, at any given moment, if they're using their out-of-network benefits elsewhere, that those numbers are going to kind of shift and vary um, and go down more quickly than if they're just doing using counseling for out-of-network benefits. Um, but then we'll say, okay, so it's $100 a session. You have a $200 out-of-network deductible. So if you're not using your out-of-network benefits elsewhere, it'll take you two sessions to reach that, at which point your insurance is going to cover 50%. Um, which means you'll um, 
you'll be paying $50 a session. So here's, here's where you have to make a decision. Um, do you want to take the full fee, which is what we do. We take the full fee and the client gets reimbursed by the insurance company. Um, or you can set it up where you then, after that deductible is met, you're just taking that $50, let's say, in this example, and um, you'll get reimbursed the other 50 by the insurance company. You kind of have those two choices. I like it. It's a little cleaner for me. I like to just take the full $100, whatever full amount is, and let them know, you know, insurance, uh, after your deductible is met, you're getting um, 50% covered, which means that... Um, the insurance company will reimburse you directly that extra $50 um, when they pay it and we'll take the full hundred. That's how we like to do it just so that we don't have to coordinate with the insurance company, but you kind of have two choices there. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, and that essentially would be it. The, the, some of the things to think about is availability sometimes doesn't have um, someone's mental health benefits. Um, there, there might be a few reasons for it. One, if it's a really obscure um, insurance company, uh, Availity has like a ton of um, insurance companies listed that they can check benefits for on, on their portal. But there's going to be some small and, and random insurance companies that um, they might not have on there. And in those cases, you'll want to ask the client for um, the customer service number on the back of the ID of the ID card. Um, and the other reason might be that the person, um, e either has that insurance company, has that insurance is new, like they just switched to that insurance. And so when you check that client's name in Availity, it's, it does, it says like this member is not found or the subscriber is not found. Mm -hmm. And that can happen if they've just recently switched to that insurance or if they haven't paid their premium for their insurance and um, they're off of it and, and the client doesn't realize it. So there's a, a couple of reasons why um, if you're on Availity, you might not see it. One being that insurance company is a really small company that Availity doesn't have access to or that client has recently switched in or out of that insurance company and Availity just has yet to update on their end to see that client. Um, and in those cases, we call insurance. Um, and, and that is the time more time consuming uh way to check benefits some insurance companies are easier than others um in terms of calling and getting right to a person and being able to check at the minimum it'll take you know three to five minutes to call go through a couple of prompts and then get those benefits um at most it can take like i mean i think we've been on the phone before for you know 45 minutes to check a benefit mm -hmm. Um, the thing is, is our admins are really good at doing multiple things at once. And so when they're on hold, cause the biggest problem is you're on hold. It's not that you have to like do things for 45 minutes, press this button, press that. Usually you get to where you need to be within a, a minute or two, and then you're just holding. Um, and what they'll do is they, um, will, if they're checking benefits, they'll use like a, a different phone than the main line so that calls can still come in and they can schedule appointments while they're waiting. Um, when they get used to, it, I know it's something that people sometimes get anxious about, like they want to have their screen up and the client, uh, page ready on their website, um, or on whatever EHR they're using. Um, but insurance companies, I mean, they make us wait, they can wait a second while we get back to the tab we need to get to once they finally answer. So that's kind of how we do it in, in the, I would say it's, it's pretty rare, maybe 10 
to 15% of the time do we have to call an insurance company because it's not showing up. And like I said, in those cases, it's not like our admin is sitting there just waiting that whole time. They put the phone on speaker, they have the, um, their phone connected to a headset, and then they're doing other work, um, answering phones or whatever else they, they're supposed to be doing while they're waiting. So, Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you have a question? I do, actually. Yeah. Um, is there a way to prompt the client when they're calling to find out whether or not they would have uh, out-of-network benefits? Um, yeah. Um, I We did this in the beginning, and I have just found it's not super helpful for a practice, and especially the one that you're mentioning, to getting to around 15, 20 people. It's not something that's a really scalable process. Um, we did this when we were a much smaller, I think, between one and three clinicians. Um, and I very quickly learned that clients just don't know the answers. They will say they have them when they don't. They'll say that they called and asked when they didn't ask the right things. And you really just don't have the level of control over the finances as you do if you're doing them yourself. Now, obviously, you can be a practice that just says you pay out of pocket and you can figure your stuff out yourself. Um, but if you're kind of leaning in the direction of wanting to support them uh, on that on that front, um, it's I, I wouldn't suggest if you're going to if you're more than like a couple of therapists because most clients won't do it right um, or they won't check or they'll say they have it. And when you only have like one or two clinicians in your practice, the effect it has is a, is much smaller than when you have twenty clinicians who. Um, are all getting a handful of new clients every month. I mean, that could potentially be um, a couple, you know, a hundred plus new clients in a month where you may or may not know if those benefits are actually accurate. And the thing that we have seen with practices that do do that, and in our own experience when we were doing this, is that clients will hold you accountable when they um, when they realize that they don't have any added network benefits, even though you might have said, hey, did you have them? Can you please check them? And if so, we can submit that on your behalf or whatever. At the end of the day, clients tend to default to the practice and saying, well, I thought I had benefits, so I'm not going to pay, you know? Uh-huh. And for that reason, we like to check because then we know if they don't have out-of-network benefits, we're letting them know off, off right off the front, you don't have benefits, you're going to have to pay out of pocket or like your benefits might not be so great and your insurance has like a $10,000 out-of-network deductible. So you can come to therapy every week and if you're not using those out-of-network benefits anywhere else, you're never going to be, you're always going to be paying our full full rate because it, you know, you're out-of-network deductible is so high. We just like to know that and, and be able to explain that to them so that, um, you know, later on they're not, you know, refusing to pay or getting angry with us because of their benefit information. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the second piece, like I mentioned in the beginning, there's kind of two parts and, or two decisions you can make. One is, um, whether or not you want to check benefits on their behalf. And then the second piece, um, being if you want to submit those claims for them, I, um, if you're using an EHR, I, I find that there's really no reason not to submit it for, on their behalf for them because most EHRs now, um, you can submit a claim with the click of a button and it, it takes you, you know, your admin, um, no time at all to submit the claim where the problems come in it, for in, um, group practices that take insurance in network is when the claims come back and the claims are denied or they're wrong. That's where, always where the work comes in, but never in submitting the claim. 
Um, do you guys, are you in network at all with anything or no? No. Okay. So you've never submitted a claim. I, I have in my own private practice. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure you can attest to it. If you're using an HR, it's pretty simple to submit it, but not to, it might not necessarily always be so simple to, um, the rectify claims, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So with out of, out of network, um, you're kind of only needing to do that first half, which is submit the claim. And, and most EAP or, um, EHRs will submit, you can submit like a batch of a bunch of claims at once. And it pretty much takes no time at all. Um, the way we have it set up is we submit it on their behalf so that we don't have to, one, we found that it takes way more time for us to send clients um, their statements like a super bill, um, then it does for us to just submit the claim on their behalf. Plus, we they, someone has to print it, which is a waste of paper. The client then has to either go onto their insurance portal and like download the document and send it to them, or they have to snail mail it. And all of that um, is just more frustration for the client. And I find like ends up, you know, in the past when we've done this, ends up being one of the reasons why a client is like, you know what, I, I'm just going to, it, it takes a lot of time. I don't actually get reimbursed by the insurance company because I forget to send the documents because it takes a long time. I'm just going to look for someone in network if finances are an issue. And so we found that it's just really simple to send those claims. Um, And what we do is we let the client know, well, we first in our EHR, we uncheck the accept assignment button. This is an important piece for anyone who's out of network who wants to submit a claim, but doesn't want to have to have anything to do with the insurance company after they submit the claim is to not accept assignments. So you'll see in every HR in kind of your settings area, um, it's essentially that button says who gets the payment from the insurance company. When you accept assignment, that's what you do when you're in network. And that means we're accepting any payment insurance company that you have will accept that, send it to us. Um, you can accept assignment for out of network. And that's kind of that one option I mentioned in the $100 uh, mm-hmm. per session, the insurance pays that $50. If you accept assignment, you'll get paid that $50 by that insurance company when that client reaches their you know, deductible. Mm-hmm. If you don't want anything, and that's where you know some of the work can come in where you might have to go back and forth with the insurance company because they're taking a while to pay or they... Um, deny it for whatever reason, then, then you're kind of on the hook to, to, to do that research and to contact the insurance company. If you uncheck that button and you don't accept assignment, what you're essentially telling the insurance company is we don't want the payment. The client does. So if you have any payments, just send it to the client directly. Um, and that ends up being then the end of your journey with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the involvement that you'd have to have uh, as a group practice being out of network or having clinicians who are out of network, it can be pretty minimal. Um, if you kind of set up a system similar to like how I did, I think I have the most simplified system that you can have for out of network claim submission and benefit checking. Mm -hmm. Does that all make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, any, any questions that you have about all of that? I feel like I, I, this is one of those topics where there's just kind of a certain set of answers. A lot of times um, there's a hundred ways you can do something when it comes to owning a group practice and how you run your business. And this is one of those things where it's like, there's pretty much only a couple of ways you can do it. So it's, it's kind of nice. Once you figure out the ways to do it, um, you either do it or you don't. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you have any other questions? No, you've no? really gone through the whole, the whole gamut. Thank you. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so you should keep me posted on 
if you decide to do it. I know the the first like kind of step into doing it um, is always the most difficult because it feels like you're there's no like turning back in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but what what are you thinking right now after listening to this? Where where are you leaning towards in terms of checking the benefits, and where are you leaning towards in terms of submitting the claims for clients? I'm definitely going to submit the claims for clients. You've you yeah. won over on that. Um, yeah, it's it's super easy. I'm telling you. And if you as long as you uncheck the <clears throat> accept assignment button, if you're wanting them to just get payment, that really can be the end of the road for you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then benefits. You didn't say yes to that. What's holding you back? Well, so I, we have experienced the um, clients having the out-of-network um, super bill sent back or denied. Okay. Saying, um, there was missing information when, in fact, there wasn't missing information. And so that's already been pretty annoying. With se- sending a super bill? With the client sending the super bill. Yes. And I think that's why submitting the claims for them ends up being 10 times easier. Exactly. So I think that will eliminate it. So yes. why I wanted to check the benefits was to hopefully um, take that extra step out of yeah. having the super bill denied. But right. just directly sending the claim will eliminate that process. That will eliminate it. The checking the benefits, what that will do is help the client feel um, sure and aware of what they should expect financially because I think most people just don't know their benefits, whether they're in network or not. I'm always surprised um, when clients don't know what their copay is for something. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what my copay is. If I'm going to go to the doctor, uh, I know what my copay is going to be when I see my like primary care physician. Um, But it's just not something that most people know. Um, and so with checking the benefits, it just, I found that, um, it's one of the things that heightens the percentage of clients feeling comfortable paying out of pocket, but also, um, gives them a better awareness. So it's helped with retention for our clinicians with, um, private pay clients because, um, oftentimes clients are, are in a space where they're like, I just want to get in. And so they might come in for the session and when they pay that 150 or whatever it is for a session, um, that can be like the moment where they're like, huh, I don't know if I can do this like every week. And uh, we found that that can tends to be, um, you know, within that one to five session range where clients who are really unaware, like, am I going to get anything from the insurance company? I don't know. Like that's usually where they drop off. And that point where we were like, you know what, we're checking in network benefits anyways. Um, it doesn't take that much longer to go on availability and check a benefit and say, Hey, this is how much your out of network benefits are. Cause it's, there's been clients who then are like, Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I can't pay, um, $150 every week for, for the whole year. I didn't realize I had a $10,000 out of network, out of network deductible. It just one gave them the, uh, you know, the knowledge to make a good decision and say, that's something that I, I know I can't do long-term. Um, I, I'm going to look for someone in network. I didn't realize it would take that long. Um, but it was also really helpful. And, and that kind of, that helps because one, like I said, we find that, um, clients who aren't aware, they end up dropping off. They're more likely to drop off more quickly in sessions because they realize they can't actually afford it. Um, but then, um, it helps those that are kind of on the fence. We're like, Oh, I don't know about, like, I I thought you were a network. I wanted to use my benefits. 
um, it's good a good explanation and it helps them feel comfortable with using sometimes people's out of network benefits aren't that bad um, yeah. but they assume like oh no out of network means I'm going to pay a million dollars forever I'd rather not and when we do check those benefits for them and they have decent benefits it sometimes is is what gets them to feel comfortable to actually schedule uh, an appointment and pay out of pocket when maybe that wasn't what they were anticipating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So in the grand scheme of things, I feel like the idea of checking benefits and submitting claims out of network for um, private pay clients um, isn't for a practice that wants to grow and scale isn't, isn't that much of a time investment. I, I can understand with small practices, solo practitioners who are in solo practice or maybe only have one or two clinicians um, and they're still seeing like a really large caseload themselves that um, bringing on an admin to do that might not be a financially feasible thing for them to do. But, you know, with what you mentioned at the point of you wanting to scale to where you're at, it's going to be a, a process that's scalable and um, something that in the long run is going to yield uh, more income than it takes income away, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, no problem. It was good talking to you. Yes, you too. Have a good rest of your Monday. Thank you. you Bye. Too. Bye. Hey, everyone. Have you heard of Green Oak Accounting? If not, you should check them out at greenoakaccounting.com. They're an accounting firm that works specifically with mental health therapists, whether they're in solo practice or group practice, and they do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting and bookkeeping to payroll to building your dashboard, everything. And on top of that, they can help you set up your Profit First system. So if you're thinking about doing Profit First or you're using Profit First and you need an accountant that knows how to do it, go to Green Oak Accounting and check them out. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. We'll see you next time.